dive in. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love how um, we start with Jetfire with the Transformers because the nature of Jetfire being a scientist, and I think one of the things that's so enticing and so beautiful about the Transformers is that mutual curiosity of we are curious about the Transformers, but they are also curious, the Autobots are also curious about us. So yeah. mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk about that a little bit, about that inspiration of starting with a scientist specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, uh, I, kind of it was about the uh, showing the passage of time, um, you know, going hearkening back to a peaceful time of Cybertron, uh, giving a little bit more of a hint of the mythology, the deep mythology that, that uh, uh, you know, enriches all these characters. Uh, and... Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, uh, I think Daniel's definitely handling a lot of stuff where uh, we're going to see the Transformers, uh, you know, exploring Earth, learning about Earth. We talked about that at the panel, which was really cool. Um, with Void Rivals, uh, you know, it's kind of Transformers adjacent, so I'm not really uh, dealing firsthand with a lot of, like, uh, gosh, I don't want to spoil too much stuff. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a very long time before the Void Rivals characters reach Earth. Right. If they ever do. Right. So, mm. so yeah. But I think humanity exists beyond Earth, right? I mean, not human beings, but the idea of personhood. Sure, yeah, yeah. yes. Yes. Aliens are people, too. Yeah. So, so, a uh, question for uh, both of y'all real quick, right? So, um, from a gaming standpoint, we already see the success that y'all have with The Walking Dead, Telltale Series, all types of things like that. Um, Could you ever see yourselves doing a zombie version of the Transformers world. What would a zombie Optimus Prime be like creatively? So I want to get that from you and from you. What I want to offer. That's a drawing of Yeah. <laughs> That's deceased. We're doing some deceased stuff. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and, right. and from you, uh, um, also from um, a gaming standpoint, artistically, how would you like bring something like that to life? So I'll let you take that first. Sure. Look, I think that uh, one of the cool things about the Transformers is that they are aliens, and I think that their physiology definitely works differently than than humans do. I don't even know if it's technically physiology because they're mechanical. Uh, 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 you know, when you ask questions like that, I just feel like an idiot. Like I feel like how dumb I am all the time, and I just hate that. But uh, uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like uh, the idea of zombie Transformers is kind of interesting because they don't really have life cycles like humans. They can die and they can be, in a sense, repaired in a certain way. And so that's actually something that, that would be kind of a neat thing to explore. So there's not a finality to a, a, a zombie story if you were to uh, apply it to the Cybertronians. Makes me think of Return of Optimus Prime Part 1 and 2. Yeah, he I mean, did. So, you know, the red. Yes. It, it kind of, it's kind of zombie-ish, but not the same visuals, obviously. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're, you're talking too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, game-wise, you know, like, yeah. getting into that vibe, I mean... Do you remember there was a, a Transformers video game with the, with the G1 character? I think it was for Xbox. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'd probably do that. Oh, word? <laughs> All right, cool. I, mean, I say it's exclusive or like that, but I, I would love to see it. Because we have no rights to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to Jeff Bay here. Like, okay, I have to clarify this real quick. No tweets. No excuses. Yeah, right. Well, Robert, when I read Void Rivals 1, even on the preview, I got this real vibe, and you mentioned in the panel about these races that have been at war so long they kind of don't even know each other anymore. They're learning things. I got a real enemy mind vibe. I don't know if you that movie. Was that at all in your mind, like pulling on an emotional movie like that based in science fiction science fiction is such a great tapestry to tell any number of stories yeah I mean I, I watched the movie at a very early age and uh, it was just like a real like fantastic example of what science fiction stories can do because there was such a, a, a heart to that story and so much like emotion to it even though it was this like cool sci-fi thing and uh, you know as a kid my only experience with science fiction was you know, literally Star Wars at that point, and so uh, to see what they were able to accomplish in that movie was really cool. So, Enemy of Mine was definitely like a, an inspiration and the starting point of Void Rifles, uh, possibly uh, a more obvious inspiration than I thought it was because uh, people do bring up Enemy of Mine quite a bit, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I thought I was like putting a new shade on it but I don't know I should have tried harder I don't know but uh, uh, but it was definitely an inspiration um, and, and, but it, as a starting point I think right. that as you see the story progress issue after issue uh, you know there's it's, it's going to be vastly different than anything that was you know set up or established in that movie uh, I have a question for Sean, actually. Um, so, when it came to... Uh, actually, Robert and Sean. I won't. Um, when it came to... <laughs> uh, you know, the property came up, and, and you were mentioning in the panel that you had to kind of turn it around really quickly. Sure. I guess, ultimately... what He's do always you, complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it was about about Skybound's pitch that ultimately had Hasbro sign? I mean, like, that that's a big swing to go It was my for. art. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what, what did that what did that look like? And, ultimately, like, why do you think Some Hasbro was publicized because Dan's art reps actually sold some of the pitch art that he used but we it was Robert's idea to solicit original art from the best creators we worked with to illustrate the story beats mm. so it's like Lorenzo actually did the proto Void Rivals piece yeah and then Lorenzo the better artist than Daniel for <laughs> <laughs> Robert right oh, I'm not wow. I, you know I love you Daniel wow. I'm just repeating what he, what he said Lorenzo also did an amazing Transformers piece. He did a Transformers he piece. Sure and, you know, we got David Finch to do an undisclosed piece. Oh, we got Kari Randolph to do an undisclosed piece. And Daniel did a piece. And that was just for the Energon Universe stuff. Like, we also pitched other product lines that hopefully we'll do in the future. But I think it was matching the, the story with the visuals really helped yeah. communicate that. There's also, like, this is all... Here are the financial projections, and this is how we think we, we could we can sell because that's obviously important if they're going to move on from a longtime partner. Um, we want to make sure that creatively and financially it was rewarded. Well, I'm it, sure. was an, it was an extremely extremely robust presentation that involved uh, a lot of you know, like hard work from the team at Skybound, but uh, we really just we really just wanted to kind of hit Hasbro like over the head and be like, this yeah. is this is what you're going to get from us. This is the kind of effort. Also, they knew the timetable we were working in, and so I was like, I'm going to call in every favor I possibly can to get as many like original pieces and 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 there are drawings in that pitch of things that may happen in the Energon universe like years down the road uh, just to show sent one to my, my email from Sean like, yeah here's what we're thinking for this character and I recognized the pitch image from like 
however many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy how far out. Like, yeah, I mean, we like, wanted to say, like, hey, we got plans. These are the story beats we're going to well, don't. Yeah, you don't want to run out of narrative uh, yeah. fuel like 18 months in, right? They want they want to know it's a long standing. But even then, if I look at it now, there's like books that we pitched that like we're like, oh, we're not even going to use that character for a while. So yeah. It's like, and yeah. even originally, Boy Robbins was a one shot, like an oversized one shot. And then mm-hmm. I think Robert got oh, into yeah. the world and was like, I want to be a miniseries. Like, no, it's an ongoing. Like, it just like. <laughs> <laughs> it kept so going I kind of screwed up deadlines a little bit, but you know, it's uh, the top story yeah, you know, oh. I can make time. Yeah. You, you all spoke about your love for Transformers and G.I. Joe. Daniel's been sneaking in Optimus Prime into his work for years. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm curious, to, I'm curious to hear about what experience it might have been for you growing up specifically that influenced your love for these characters, and then how that love might show its face in the upcoming series. Mm. That's a good question. You want, you want to handle oh, it, man, Josh? I'm just looking at this art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh is in here reading the cool cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us yeah, something, bro. so good. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just really loved uh, the original cartoon series with J.I. Joe, and I was really into those toys. And I was really about just tapping into those things that I loved as a kid, right? Like, that's one of the things I think about a lot when I'm working on this. And I always come back around to, like, what did I like when I was a kid? And really, and really tapping into those feelings I had back then. You know, I mean, I, I was right in that, that window, right, as a kid, where it was like all that stuff was coming at the same time time you know it was like a blessing right we had transformers gi joe you know and mm. all that stuff right in that window it was so awesome to be a kid in that time um you know but also i come from like a military family mm. you know so a lot of the stuff a lot of the iconography was like already in my house right you know it's like my grandpa fought world war two my, my dad was in the military you know we had a lot of it was in the house you know so it's like you have that plus this and then it's something where it's like when you are around that kind of family and then see this like version of it on TV as a kid it just kind of really struck with me and it's something that when we started uh, talking about this again like you know when he reached out to me he doesn't remember this we were just saying this but like a long time ago he asked me he was like what license books did you ever want to work on and I said G.I. Joe you know it was because something that was always kind of in my head um, and so yeah it was something that we started talking about it. and it's been really fun working on it and actually kind of revisiting those feelings and thinking about myself in that window of like why did I love it like you know like going back and thinking about why did I love these things while I'm working on it it's been, it's been really fun I, I think the, the tonal thing that, that Robert had nailed earlier was like this is the memory like we're recreating these memories so you know sometimes you can yeah. go back and watch this stuff and it's like oh that's not what I thought it was I'm not talking about that's not Hasbro specifically but so we're reconstructing and hopefully elevating it like we're actually making what you think you experienced as a child but now as an adult you're like oh there's deeper emotions deeper storytelling and mythology that lines up which is what Robert did with Walking Dead was sort of like his memories of watching the Romero movies and transplanting mm-hmm. it to contemporary mm-hmm. storytelling. So, what am I getting Robert to give you back pay? Because really, you were working on GI Joe. Oh yeah, for a long time. There's no contract for that. One of my favorite things that you said during the panel is, you know, you look back at those properties and it really was all about the heart. And you called out Larry Hama and the incredible work that he did. And then, you know, Dan is talking about, you know, Autobots not leaving tread on Earth. And you're exploring something deeper than I think that we've seen in the, from these properties, these licenses, in the movies and other comic book publishers. And that's what's so exciting to me. Can you drill down a little bit into exploring the heart of these properties? Well, I think, um, well, I'll just say, like, uh, you know, I was, I was eight years old when Transformers the movie came out. And so to go into a movie theater, uh, you know, loving a cartoon series, knowing these characters, 
and you know, seeing the the tragedy of watching these characters' demise on screen in a theater, uh, you know, it was a, a amazing like experience as an eight year old. And so, you know, you just have to recognize the, the depth of these characters. I I, I see dying. Yeah, it yeah. might be. I hope not. Yeah. 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 Terrible, just yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> He's recording. He's recording. We're good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Got this is gonna be a real yeah. awkward yeah. Yeah. later right. on when you listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Ryan's pretty good. Though. Was that their first experience with like, oh shit, this is a death? Yeah, like as a generation of kids that was in that theater, I remember that being there, and you're just, it blew my mind. I mean, that is the first time I think I ever experienced something like that. First time I cried in a the movie theater, for sure. Oh, my dad, wow, my dad bro? still makes fun of me. For it. <laughs> That's special, though. That's special. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were too is. old for uh, Sesame Street Follow That Bird, which was mm. the most emotionally <laughs> yes. thing. Kids were bawling after that movie. It was the loveliest. Yeah, that movie's messed up. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, uh, you know, obviously childhood again. I mean, it cannot be escaped when talking about these characters and these properties. Um, but, you know, there's just something special about seeing the cartoon for me. Uh, in the early 90s, I was watching the reruns. I was born too late to see them on TV when they're actually coming Stop out. Stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all these other guys are too old, but me, I'm the young one here, yeah. Um, but, you know, watching the reruns and, like, being, uh, I don't know whether, I, I'm trying to put my finger on what it was that, like, got me so into that, into the Transformers, looking at this TV screen, because, I mean, the, I tried to rewatch the show. I mean, it's fine, but it's like not amazing. You know? so, uh, wrong. Hold on. You know, it's incorrect for for uh, I guess uh, kind of as an adult and a storyteller looking back, I I'm like I was like struggling to pull out the meaning from these TV shows. You know, as an adult, but I remember the feeling I had when I was a kid, and I was like, this was life changing, and. Uh, I don't know, there's something special there, something magical, and so it's almost kind of a exploration, I mean this is artsy-fartsy, but it feels a little bit like an exploration of self to work on the book, mm. and uh, I wish I could answer your question yeah. better, but I'm honestly, I'm, I'm in the middle of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how it's well, well, I was going to say, one of the things that's been difficult with this, and I was talking about leaving, it's like, because of so much that happens in Duke and Cobra, Commander spins out of Transformers, I actually can't talk about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right, I can't talk about a lot of stuff without spoiling things in Transformers, but I promise you, like, I, I really went into a lot of, like, the heads of both of those characters, and started really thinking about, you know, and I, get, I put a lot of thought into it, I'll just put it like that, and really went into the psychology of those characters and, and start building out from, from there, but I can't say too much without ruining all this stuff. Uh, just give it a couple know. months. I yeah, like a few months. the idea yeah. of starting at the beginning of G.I. Joe and with Duke having a crisis of mm -hmm. faith, mm -hmm. because it's mm -hmm. at the beginnings of things where we have to like find our principles and like mm -hmm. what we are trying to create, and I think like especially updating the G.I. Joes for the current climate, you know, mm -hmm. what, like, what principles are essential to make a G.I. Joe a G.I. Joe, and where do you feel like there's a little bit room for a little bit more uh, growth or exploration? And then also with the Autobots coming to Earth. She's coming at me with the real question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mess around. Yeah. No, I know, no, I was not talking to them before. They've got me a couple of times, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Autobots coming to Earth, they already have their own set of principles yes. where they have to That's fold true. in this whole other way yeah, of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah. we see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a new writer. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I was just thinking, you, I was you thinking, go for it. Because Rise of the Beast, I was thinking, because Rise of the 
Yeah, I love him. I love him. I hear Josh's response. It is hard to talk about this because, you know, Duke really is going through a crisis of faith and he's, he's, uh, all right, so Cobra Commander. And Duke, <laughs> Cobra Commander and Duke, they both believe in certain things. Mm-hmm. And those things get extremely tested throughout this. And it is a journey about both of them going through that test. That's the most I can say. Well, I, oh. There you go. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something real quick. So, like, it's the 50th anniversary of hip hop, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, I want to ask y'all with the cross between Transformers and G.I. Joe. What rap group would Transformers be? Mm-hmm. What rap group would G.I. Joe be if they battled each other and who would win? Oh my god, I gotta think about it. I, I, think, like I think Mac was gonna give the best answer to this. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's say um, the Transformers, specifically the Autobots, are Boogie Down Productions. Oh, what? G.I. Joe is the Juice Crew. <laughs> I'm not gonna break down who's who. I gotta think more about that. But we're gonna go back to like you know very early. You know. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you say Boogie Down Productions, that's supposed to be Transformers. My my opinion, I think Boogie Down to get that. Like Chaos yeah. One. I mean, like I mean, come on, man. I love. I mean, my my wife's from Queens. I live in Queens for a while, but BDP. I mean. Karis Fun and Optimus Prime. He's got a little bit more of an attitude, but he's, he's the teacher. You know? <laughs> he's the teacher. Oh my God. Yo, that was an epic answer, bro. That's just my answer. You should draw that. One more question. One more question. Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, yeah, Josh, and, and what did I do? maybe Robert can chime in as well. Starting, you know, from the beginning with GI Joe and starting with the two central characters. One of the things that really makes GI Joe work, though, is the interactions between the characters. So, how much of a, uh, of a challenge is it that you don't get to have a larger cast early on? Uh, it wasn't really that much of a challenge. I mean, dude, it's a big cast no matter what. I mean, both groups are huge. <laughs> right. Like, both groups are huge, dude. I mean, and, and I don't I can't spoil too much. Both groups I'm are sorry, huge, Josh. Dude. It's so tough. I, I know what you're yeah, dealing with. It's both, rough. both groups are, are, are huge rough. groups. And like I said, I think with... I, I mean, I, with, 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 I'll say this about Cobra Commander and about Cobra. Like, you always love watching those characters interact with each other. And right. And in the exactly. panel with that group over there, it's like... You know, we're going to show how that group came together. So, you know, that's... Well, we'll get there. It, we'll get there. But it's crazy because Void Rivals leads to Transformers. Transformers leads to G.I. Joe. And it's not until Duke, number one, and Cobra Commander, number one, are actually, like, in stores and read by people that you can talk about yeah, no, I can really, so much. Because mm, the starting really points it, yeah. are, are really a big deal. Like, what's going on in the Duke <laughs> yeah, story? Where the Cobra Commander starts? Where, where Like, the, the opening scenes of Cobra Commander, I think, are really going to blow people away. The angle that we're choosing, the way we're doing these things, uh, yeah. it's 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 going to be uh, very unique and and uh, uh, it's just it's just difficult that we literally can't yeah. say. But, but, but you're you going to see how they're more interconnected as we go. Like they're very they're very connected. We can't say that Blowtorch is the focus. Of <laughs> <laughs> but you can't you can say that the meat of the story is still in the interactions between those characters. But we'll get there. I mean, that's one thing I said on the panel, yeah. right? Like one of the most difficult things for me through this whole process has been patience. You know, that's what we have to kind of ask with this. You're going to have to be patient, but we'll, we'll get there. But it is about showing these things, and then we will get to those moments. And then you might be surprised. What, like, okay, actually, you might be surprised when some <laughs> interactions happen. It, might, it might surprise you. You will be That's right. That's what I can say. <laughs> okay. It might surprise you when some okay. of these interactions take place. I'm so excited. Right? So, yeah. uh, the most difficult thing I've had to do is uh, learn how to draw the freaking Autobot logo right up. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's a 
commitment to not just like using a, a, the, yeah, the Haswell right. asset and just dropping that in. No He's way. like, that's John not feel right. It's like whenever you see a street sign get letter by letter, it's usually just like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like textured or, or uh, all that. So he's, yeah. Where you, I'm getting there. I was, I was in Chicago and I visited him and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this right. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, I don't get the focus, man. I don't get the focus tonight. I'm sorry. And it still looked good. It's better than like anything I've ever seen. The trick so. is drawing the logos in perspective. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Wow. From far away, close up. You're earning that Eisner, Daniel. Thank you. Yeah. Has anybody got any other questions, real quick, that we can slip in? We talked about hip hop side of things. What music is playing in your head, Daniel, now when you're doing art? Oh my god, it's like so like obvious. But like that '86 like soundtrack, it's incredible. Like from awesome. the original cartoon mm-hmm. movie, um, like Stan Bush, obviously, and then also like Vince DiCola has like probably like it's on my top soundtracks of all time. Like wow. his electronic music is it's special and it really holds up. And I think I might need to make a heavy metal cover of one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be Probably not your style, but there was a limited vinyl release of the original score from the 80s cartoon. Oh, I'm not in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to that thing all the time. It's the greatest. You can find the Comic Source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.